Good afternoon. I want to welcome you today in a very special way, all our teens. We have this teen mass, our catechists bring their classes, these masses, and all of you. One of the things that I do as a priest, of course, is I go when I get calls. People call, people call the, the parish office when they're a priest. So, of course, if you're on call, so you show up. And the very times I show up in very interesting situations, or kind of sometimes very awkward situations. And most of the cases I go in when someone is either, they say, my mom, my grandma is actively dying. Now, I don't know how to measure actively. I just say, okay, I'll show up, show up. But sometimes when I go, I find people in their last times, and some of them, they're still with it. So we normally have a conversation. And yesterday, I had a call because I was on call, so I went to Condell. One of the parishioners who is not like 95 years old, and she's towards the end of her life. So we had a nice conversation. She tells me, Father, I've had a good life. I have no regrets. I just thank God. So after a conversation, I asked her, so are you ready? There was a pause. Asked me, ready for what? I said, well, are you ready to pray? Say, oh yeah, I'm ready to pray. So after the prayer, I ask her, so where are you going? H1, H2. So what does that mean? So H1 is heaven, H1 is hell. So of course I'm going to H1. But then he says, okay, but Father, let me tell you something also. I don't care. I have friends in both places. <laughs> but then so they stand one and say, but more to that, I am going to the bosom of Adam. Bosom of Adam. I say, no, it's of Abraham. He says, well, it doesn't matter. Never can say bosom, unless I'll show up. So she was very lovely and saying her life. The one thing I took away from her life was she had no regrets. She lived a life that God gave her, and she knew that she has lived a good life. She has children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. And she says, in these children, my great-grandchildren, I see the blessings God promised Abraham. I see them in my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, and I am happy knowing that I am living them, I've formed them, I've trained them everything I need them to have. That should be the joy of each and every parent, that at the end of your life, you can say, my children, grandchildren, if God blesses you, great-grandchildren, say, I've taught them, they know how to live even without me. That should be the goal of each and every parent. That the day when God calls you home, you can say, yes, my children, they've been blessed by me, and they're also going to bless each other in the world after me. The first reading we have today is the call of Abraham. God called Abraham, who was a pagan patriarch, and promised him if he's going to be faithful to him, God is going to be faithful to Abraham. What we see today, Abraham and God, they make a covenant. God says, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. And the land on which you stand right now, I'll give them to your, grand, your children and great-grandchildren. And Abraham asked God, God, how should, how should will I know this is going to be fulfilled? I am kind of old. God says, okay, let's make a covenant. They made a covenant. And any time God makes a covenant, it fulfills. When God makes a promise, God fulfills. 
It's always we human beings who break our promises. I said, well, I didn't really mean that, but I promised, but I didn't mean it. If a, if a politician, maybe you, have, you can have a pass because they're always like that. But the church is challenging us to look at the image of Abraham, Abraham of ancestor in faith. God calls him, Abraham remains faithful to God, and God remains faithful to Abraham. At the end of the day, we know, the Jewish people, we know, they trace their roots to Abraham. They are our father in faith. So in the reading today, we see in the gospel, Jesus is with his disciples. A week before, if you remember last week, our first week in Lent, it was about the temptations of Jesus. Jesus was tempted in three things, material things, political power, and spiritual power, temptations. The church wanted us to see the human side of Jesus, that him as a human being was tested like all of us, was tempted. And now today, the second son of Lent, the church shows us the divine side of Christ is on the mountain and is transformed, is transfigured before his disciples. Jesus wasn't really transfigured, he just showed them who he is. It didn't change because that's who he is. Just showed them who he really is. A foretest of telling us this is what we carry in our bodies. The transformation of Christ lives within our bodies. And all of us, we are called to go into the world to transform our world. Now, like me, most of you I know, most of you like me, we love technology. I love all the technology we have, YouTube, name it. Okay, there's so many people we have on YouTube, we call them influencers. That's what we call them, social media influencers. I can say most of them, they're just garbage. But I call them influencers, but they're garbage. But the message we have today is we're supposed to be influencers in a positive way. If you're a teenager right now listening to me, I'm asking you if you have social media, which is fine, I have them, we have them. Whom are you following? And how is this person influencing you? Is it influencing you positively or just ruining your mind and selling you all these fantasies they have? Real life begins by real relationships. Relationship with your parents, with your family, with your friends, real relationships. That's how we begin making influences. So when Jesus is transformed, what does this show us? That all of us, when we are young or old, we are baptized. We receive the Holy Spirit that transformed Jesus in our lives. This Spirit is meant to help us to transform our world. So when you're in school, if you're baptized, doesn't matter if you're in college, high school, working, you're supposed to be an influencer. Let the Holy Spirit allow you to influence the people in your life positively. Are you going to be the one who cares for those who no one cares about? Sometimes the best thing you can do is to sit and listen. And by doing that, you are influencing someone positively. I know so many times when I'm, I'm called as a priest, someone says, I want to talk to the priest. Okay, so then I come. We spend like an hour and a half when someone is just going on talking, pa, 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 just listening. And then someone tells me, Father, this was the best conversation ever. I say, I didn't say anything, but thank you. 
It's all about listening because she, he or she wanted to tell someone her story. Someone had to listen to his story. But if you don't have time to listen to them, guess what happens? You are missing an opportunity to influence someone's life. So like Abraham, like Moses and Elijah, these are the influencers we have in life to follow, the models we have. God is telling us how are their lives in the community. They are faithful to God and faithful to their call. They knew who God was and God knew them. And because of that, they were able to take their influence to change their communities. So God is challenging us today on the second son of land, telling us that you have received my Holy Spirit. He lives in you. I want you to go back and influence someone positively. Let the fire of this Holy Spirit go through you to someone else. Set someone's heart on fire because of who you are. It's not you doing it, but the Spirit in you. This is the message we have today. That after knowing that we are being tempted, yes, that's true, we also have the divine element within us. We have to let this element shine. The world today needs us to be more faithful to God than ever. Because the more we are faithful to God, the more God's going to be faithful to us to change our world. And guess what? That change begins with you who are praying. Begins with me, not those outside there. So just ask God today on this second Sunday of Lent to give us the grace. We look in our lives and say, where in my life do I need to be transformed? Maybe it's my patience. Maybe it's my compassion. Where do I need to be transformed? And once you're transformed, God says, now go and transform someone else in your life. This is the message we have. So I'm going to ask you, today is Sunday. When you come back to church next Sunday, ask yourself the question, whom did I transform throughout the week? Make it your mission, transform someone, because it's our call. By doing so, we are always faithful to God's call. The Lord be with you.